So you bought rental properties so they can create more time and financial freedom, but the problem is you're spending a lot of time managing the properties. How do we automate our properties so that it's creating more time instead of costing it? How do we as landlords protect our investments, our time and our progress so that we can scale our portfolio? That's the question we're going to answer in this podcast. My name is Sam Kwok and this is the Landlording Automated Podcast. So welcome everybody watching this live or if you are watching this recording or maybe you might be listening to this via podcast. We have a special guest today. We got Jessica from New York City, uh, which is going to be our first guest and who knows uh, who you know may jump on. So this is going to be actually our first time doing this every day at 1130 a.m. Central to 12 p.m. Central. We're going to be doing this Monday through Friday as long as my schedule allows for it and I will try to do it every day. But we got Jessica here from New York City. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. I'm glad to be on the session with you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, for those who are watching live, you guys can always jump on. The, the, the link is floating around somewhere. If you guys want to be able to jump on as a guest, uh, we'll, we'll do that. But you guys can comment, and I'll be paying attention to the comment section throughout the session. So, Jessica, you're a landlord. How many properties or units do you have right now managing? So right now I have five properties. I have okay. a total of 16 units. Fantastic. 16 units. All right. Um, and you're in New York City. What's the challenge or the problem that you're dealing with right now? Um, right now I have a few tenants that um, were either like sick from uh, contracting COVID-19 uh-huh. or like they lost their job uh, because a lot of the service sector had to close down. Right. Um, and they're behind on rent for four months. Mm. So gotcha. it's been hard to like collect their rent. Okay. And I think this is a, it's, it's not unique to you, right? I think a lot yeah. of landlords are right now dealing with that issue currently. So has anyone, or I guess, have any of the tenants protesting or at least saying bad things about you or have they tried, been civil? Have they been trying to work with you? Um, or has, have they been very, I guess, I don't know, for lack of a better word, obnoxious about paying you rent? Um, they've actually been very civil about it, okay. which is great. Um, but like some tenants, they're actually working to like pay me back the okay. back rent, but some just don't have the means to because they're out of a job. Right. Okay. Um, so for, and, and good, the good news is obviously, uh, you know, you got tenants that are at least being nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you got your tenants that aren't going to do the whole rent strike thing. And I, I think if there are any tenants listening to this, and I know sometimes one or two sneak in uh, into a group, but us as landlords, I think we try to work with tenants, right? We try to work with them as much as possible um, in terms of setting a payment plan or uh, I don't think a good hearted landlord they're not going to be, they're not going to jump into this whole, Hey, let's evict everybody wagon right away. I think part of us being human beings, we, we want to be nice and, and generous in a way. So I guess your, your challenge or the question that you have is how do, how do we deal with this? Right. How do we go around? What are the, some of the solutions um, when it comes to unable to collect collecting rent is, is pretty much your, your question, right? Yeah, that's correct, Sam. Okay, so my first question, I guess my first probing question, uh, because I always like to ask questions before I suggest any solution, because I don't know the full picture, right? Sometimes um, there could be one or two things that that I'm missing that is going to be detrimental to how I offer my solution. So the first question is, what, what, how, how's your property financed? Is it through a commercial loan or is it through owner financing? How is it, how is it being financed? Um, it's through like a standard mortgage, okay. and because these properties are uh, three units, less than four units. So they're not a commercial loan. They're just okay. a regular investment mortgage. Got it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. 
Okay, a couple of things. So, were you able? To, yeah. The question was: Were you able to apply for the EIDL or Paycheck Protection Program loan? Any, any of those two options? Um, I did. Uh, I I was able to apply for the EIDL. Okay. But looking at the terms, it didn't seem that favorable. Right. Um, and I did watch one of your videos about that as well. Um, so and the loan amount was like very low anyway, so uh, I didn't take it. Okay. Um, and as for PPP, I don't apply because I don't have any employees. Mm -hmm. I have a property manager, but he's like a contractor, right? Right. So, okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and by the way, I'm not, you know, I should have just said this earlier, but I'm not an attorney or right? I'm not a tax, tax accountant. So I'm not giving any sort of suggestions within that realm. But um, what, how is your, do you have an entity, I'm guessing, an LLC or a corporation? Yeah, they're all structured under LLCs. Okay. And when you mm -hmm. file taxes, um, do you file Form 8825 or do you file a Schedule C? And I, you may not know the answer to the question, but do you, do you maybe have an idea or no? Uh, I think it's Schedule C. from Schedule C? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's here's the deal with that. Um, and I think there might be a couple solutions. Now, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of profess this in in twofold, or I guess two schools of thoughts. Right. The first school of thought is: Can we do something with your tenants? Right. Can we go back and, and try to pull teeth, so to speak? Right. Which might be painful because now you're dealing with tenants that might be saying, "Well, you know, Jessica, I don't have rent. Um, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying." And and a lot of times I believe in I believe tenants when they tell you sincerely, like they're trying. Right. They're doing the best in terms of giving you the rent. So I think you've, you've gone that route before. And it sounds like you are working and communicating with your tenants. Um, is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, cause the last thing you want to do is not communicate with your tenants and leave your tenants thinking, Oh my gosh, what is my landlord going to do? Right. Because I'm not paying. And at the same time, um, you know, you want to make sure that your tenants are talking to you and, and, and at least having some sort of communication about how to deal with this lost uh, rent. So you're doing that, which is good. Um, sometimes, you know, landlords kind of talk to themselves in their head thinking, oh, the tenants are probably not going to pay and they're going to, you know, call me nasty names before I'm going to go on attack mode and I'm going to attack my tenants, right? That's what, it's, unfortunately, it's, um, you know, some amateur landlords do, but at least you're not doing that. The second school of thought I have is what can you do as a business owner? What are some of the resources that are available to you, right? Um, the first thing I can think of is a mortgage forbearance. And because you, you're dealing with uh, rental property or you're dealing with a property less than four units, you're right. It's not going to fit in the commercial uh, realm. It still fits in the residential loan realm. Um, if your loan, your financing is backed by the, the federal government, whether it's through you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, VA, FHA, uh, there's an opportunity where you can go and get a mortgage forbearance up to six months by default, according to CARES Act. And you can, ex you can also request an extension of additional six months up to 360 days. So you can get 360 days, pretty much a whole year's mortgage payments for, uh, on a forbearance. Now, when we talk about mortgage forbearance, some people are like, well, I don't say I don't want to take a mortgage forbearance because it's going to uh, take a bad hit on my credit. Well, with the CARES Act in play, uh, banks and financial institutions can't do that. They can't put any negative information on your credit. It's not going to hurt your credit. Uh, it's just going to be a little remark on your credit report that says your, um, you know, your mortgage is on forbearance. And also, it's not going to necessarily hurt your ability to get future financing as long as you can make three satisfactory payments um, and you can show that that's been done. So that's an option. I, I don't know. Have you have you entertained that option, perhaps, or, or considered doing a mortgage forbearance option? Um, I have, but the the options from my lender are um, 
I, I can like delay payments for three months, but okay. on the fourth month, I had to give them four months of payment, Okay, which is a lot. So right. especially on like five properties. So I didn't take that route. Um, luckily, like I have section eight tenants. Okay. So um, the government portion that uh, the government portion is paid on time and that's okay. enough to like cover my mortgage. Okay. Um so luckily I didn't need to go that, that route, but, um, yeah, like, again, like having to pay the, the mortgages on the fourth month, like four months worth of payment is a lot to bear. So I rather right. not go down that route. So I would first check to see if the, if the, uh, the loan is indeed backed by the federal government. It, do you know if it is? It's or, not. It's not. It's okay. Not. That might yeah. be why. Um, yeah. yeah. So technically the bank's, don't even have to give you a mortgage forbearance if you're if you're not backed by the federal government. But I would try to see if you if if they if they're willing to do what's called a payment deferment, which is instead of having the four months of payment or three months of payment uh, in a single lump sum payment, um, mm-hmm. it would it would be uh, carried in the back end of the mortgage. So when you either refinance, sell, or when you're done paying it off, you just have a balloon like a balloon payment um, that you would need to satisfy of all the missing payment. I would try to entertain that if if at all possible. The payment deferment better is more so better than the lump sum, right? I, w- I would talk to him about that. The second thing is if you file a Schedule C, you can actually technically apply for the Paycheck Protection Program as a self-employed individual. Um, and I actually had one of my contractors do that. Um, he, you know, he gets paid from us on a regular basis. He applied for the Paycheck Protection Program as an LLC, files a Schedule C, and the whole thing was pretty much automatically forgiven uh, because he, he he is quote unquote his own payroll so I would look into that uh, what they do is they take um, I believe it used to be eight weeks but I think now it's 20, 24 or 20 weeks uh, but take a portion of your your annual income and give it to you as a loan um, as long as you can use 60 percent of that towards payroll, which is paying yourself in a way. Uh, and then the remaining 40% is for utilities, uh, interest for mortgage payments. I think that's pretty much it. Or rent payment, if you have any office space, uh, you, you're, you're subject to forgiveness. And based on what I heard from my own contractor that I'm paying, he applied and his whole thing got forgiven, which was like $15,000. Um, so something that you could, you could definitely look at uh, if you file a Schedule C, um, you would be constituted as a self-employed individual. So I would look into that option and see if, if, if that fits in your, your category. I, I will definitely look into that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there's a payment deferment, that would be great. Like, right. that would definitely help. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and look at the PPP because the, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, U.S. Senate right now is introducing another bill that could put additional funding to the Paycheck Protection Program. So we're mm-hmm. not quite out of, out of funds yet. In fact, there's couple billion dollars left, I believe, uh, last time I checked. So I would go and, and, and talk to a local bank that is a uh, sponsoring SBA. Um, they, can, you know, they can originate PPP loans. Uh, look into it and, and apply for it because you obviously you've definitely been affected by it. Um, that's no, that's, there's no question about that. Uh, but if you can get additional funding just from PPP and get it forgiven, I mean, that's, that's, that's great. I think that's going to help you survive and, and stay afloat even longer. Um, and who knows when this pandemic is, is going to be over. Um, it could be until Christmas. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does that, does that help you a little bit? Do, does that give yeah. you some, yeah, Definitely. some roadmap? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad that does. So 
Um, and obviously, for those who are watching on Facebook, if you guys are listening to this on our podcast platform, whether it be a Spotify or Apple Podcast, you guys can also jump in as a guest of our show. Uh, we would love for you to be a guest in our show because uh, we want to help you solve your landlord problems. Uh, we want to help you navigate through these weird and interesting times that we're living in. Uh, this pandemic, we don't, we don't know when it's going to be over. But even outside of pandemic, I think, you know, I, I deal with a lot of challenges such as uh, people not being able to collect rent, not, not even during the pandemic situation, or uh, maybe you have a tenant that gives you a problem. Uh, just last week, we had Vivian from uh, California who had a tenant build an addition uh, in her rental property without the permission and also is now not paying rent. So that's a very interesting situation that's going, uh, going around. But uh, lots of different landlord problems. If you have if you have any landlord problems right now, we'd love to have you on our show. Uh, we'll help you solve them and, uh, you know, have to become a better landlord. So with that being said, we'll probably wrap up the show because I don't think we have enough time for another guest to be on, on, uh, on the show. But uh, just kind of give you guys a, a, a reminder. We'll be live every single day, 11.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Time through Zoom, and it will also simultaneously broadcast on our group, Landlords and Passive Income Mastermind Group. Uh, you guys can see the, the Zoom feed there, but if you have any interest on, on jumping onto our show, we'll, we'll love for you to do that pretty much any time. Uh, we'll love to see that happen. Um, and of course, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel, Landlording Automated. Uh, it's our, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitch, and we're also on Apple podcast. So with that being said, I uh, appreciate and love all of you guys for jumping on, uh, watching and listening to this. We'll make sure you, got, you guys get this. This clip will also be on YouTube. So if you guys want to also subscribe, um, you guys can also subscribe as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And Jessica, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you for um, all the advice. I really yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, we'll end the podcast here, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care, guys. Hey everybody, this is Sam Kwok here once again. I hope you enjoyed the episode of the Landlording Automated Podcast. Now, if you can automate all the same old repetitive tasks in your property management, how much time do you think you can save? Well, my team is launching a software called Flowmatics that can do just that. We want you to stop spending your precious time, energy, and stress and simply live your life. And that's what the software can ultimately do. So just head over to automatemyproperties.com and check out how Flowmatics can save you money, time, and energy by automating your properties. Again, that's automatemyproperties.com. Go and check it out and start living your life without the stress and waste of energy.